Nine Boys Golf Show. All about golf, from putting to driving, from hooks to whatever. Now, here's your host of the Back Nine Boys Golf Show, Rich Styles. And a good morning to you and welcome to the show. The Back Nine Boys Golf Show is brought to you by Mizuno Golf. Reach Beyond by Club Car, the leader in sport, utility, and personal vehicles. By RSM, proud sponsor of the RSM Classic, giving back to our community. And by Bridgestone Golf, get fitted today for your Tour B ball. On the show today, we're going to talk with John Wade, the director of golf at Ocean Forest Golf Club on Sea Island. John was named Georgia PGA Professional of the Year, and his course will host the 19th Jones Cup next month. And then we'll talk with Tim Corser of 517 Golf in Michigan and the ultimate golf outing that he is going to have. And he's got a lot of events every year, but next year he's got one coming up with John Daly. And then finally, author Bob Herrick of Tiger and Phil will talk about what's going on at the PNC Father-Son Tournament in Orlando and some other things that's going on in the world of golf. But first up is John Wade, director of golf at Ocean Forest Golf Club on Sea Island. Ocean Forest will host the Jones Cup in January. The 19th playing of the Jones Cup Invitational. Uh, we're very excited this year. Um, we're a month earlier than normal. Typically the event is played in early February, but due to a, um, a refresh or a little renovation of Ocean Forest this year, we're playing the, uh, the Invitational on the January 6th through 8th. Uh, as of right now, we have roughly 17 or 18 of the top 50 amateurs in the world. We have almost 40 of the top 100. The field is shaping up to be the best that the tournament's ever had. We attribute some of that to being a Walker Cup year and the Walker Cup's being played at the old course, St. Andrews. Oh, that's so cool. yeah. if you're an amateur, that's home of golf, that, and you're a Walker Cup uh, potential, uh, that's one that you don't want to miss. And we're a, a little bit checking in to see if maybe this date works better for the college player, being that they're out of school and, and on the holiday break. So it's exciting times, to say the least. And how many players are there going to be for the Jones Cup? It's by invitation only, of course. Yeah, invitation only, 84 players. Um, we'll run one wave off one in 10 and, and 54 whole stroke play, and the winner takes it all. So straight, pure golf. And the winner gets an exemption into the RSM tournament for 2023. They do, and, and that's very unique. Uh, there's not very many tournaments, uh, amateur tournaments, that uh, the champion is awarded a spot in the tour event, which has become a very, very big deal for, for these young men that are playing because that is valuable PGA U points. Um, it's uh, ultimately what most of these young men want to do. They want to um, play the tour. So um, to be able to get a look at it from an amateur's perspective uh, always proves to be well. And they normally play well, um, but those uh, tour players are so good. So Yeah. All right, let's talk about the redo. You've hired someone to do the redo and tell me what they're going to do and how long it's going to take. Bo Welling Design uh, has um, been retained to do some much-needed um, refreshing, if you will, of Ocean Forest. Uh, it's time for the 
tees and the greens and the bunkers to be um, reconditioned, if you will. Uh, we're taking this opportunity to uh, expand some of the tee uh, areas, make them larger. There's slightly more increased play out here uh, with the growth of golf over the last few years. The um, bunkers need to be redone from a perspective of um, uh, maintenance and playability. And then while we're down, why not go ahead and do the greens? We sure. just ripped the Band-Aid all at once. So think of it uh, more of a um, – it's time for an oil change, okay. you know, okay. little, little, little maintenance to your car, maintenance to your house. That's really what we're doing. Okay. The length of time, uh, we're going to shut down February 1, and we plan to be open in the fall. Uh, cannot give you an exact date. A lot of that's weather dependent, but right. a lot of excitement. Um, and it's some much needed uh, refreshing, if you will. All right. Next subject. You were just named the uh, Georgia PGA Professional of the Year. Uh, pretty cool. Um, tell me a little about that. Uh, I was. Uh, I was nominated by a peer and um, answered a few questions in, in the committee for the Georgia PGA section was kind enough to select me as their professional of the year. It is a, uh, it's a highlight. Um, it's not something I think any professional necessarily goes out and says, okay, I want to be professional of the year. I, th I think this is over time. It's, it's, it's through um, your body of work, being involved with the section, being involved within the business. It really is the total contributions that you give to the game. Um, I'm, it was unexpected, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very touched. Um, but I'm, I normally shy away from these type things. It's just not my nature. Uh, but some coworkers, my wife in particular, and others have, have uh, told me that I needed to embrace this. And, and take a second and, and enjoy it. So I'm going to get a little bit out over my skis and, and, and try to do that. So. And what does this mean? I mean, as the Georgia PGA professional, I mean, that's a great honor. Um, and then you were talking and telling me that uh, you think it may go a little further. Yeah, so I was informed a week ago Monday that um, I would uh, be nominated for the National Professional of the Year by the Georgia PGA section. Um, there's, there's 41 sections within our, within our country for the PGA of America. There's 28, 29,000 professionals. So quick math, I guess maybe I'll be one of 41 if all the sections nominate their guys. So that in itself is truly sure an honor um i'm not sure where that go i'm very much in uncharted territory there hmm. but uh, we're gonna we're gonna embrace it uh i'll do whatever they ask me to do and then i'm sure there'll be some type of a vote and who knows what what may happen so all right and give us the jones cup dates again jones cup being played uh january 6 through 8 of 2023 and um, the, the talent of players coming is just off the charts. It's unbelievable. That is John Wade, the director of golf at Ocean Forest. And by the way, Back Nine Boys will be live at the Jones Cup on January 7th from 8 to 9. We'll be talking with John Wade, 
possibly Bill Jones and some other folks live from Ocean Forest during the Jones Cup. Up next, our guest is Tim Corser of 517 Golf, and you're going to want to hear all about his ultimate golf outings that are coming up for 2023. We'll be back on the Back Nine Boys Golf Podcast. Hi, this is Adam Shupak with Golf Week Magazine, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. If you want the ultimate, I mean ultimate, golf outing, you will love our next guest. I do. Tim Corser of 517 Golf in Michigan, and you can see Tim right now, and I can see that it's a little bit colder there than it is here. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. see, he, he's not even happy about it either. He doesn't um, even want to go outside. No, he's, not, he's just <laughs> staying there, miserable. Uh, yeah, I woke up to like two, three inches of snow on the ground. Oh, boy. Uh, you know... I'm in the mode of having to get up and start the car about 20 minutes early wherever I want to go. So we have reached that status up here. Well, it uh, so. it does come quickly when it does come, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I I always pray that we can make it to January <laughs> and you know, not get any snow. It kind of makes, you know, the next two and a half three months a little easier. Yeah. Might be able to squeeze in a round of golf once once in a while, yep. but yeah, it's uh, we're we're in neutral right now. All right. So tell our listeners about the ultimate golf outing at yahoo.com. <laughs> oh well, that that's my email. But we do a lot of amazing golf uh, adventures, uh, excursions, experiences, or what we like to call them. Um, we're working with John Daly this uh, upcoming year on a few events already. One uh, is going to be March sixth and seventh in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Um, and then the next one is Monday and Tuesday, August 28th and 29th. Uh, that's going to take place in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Um, and I, there's actually a couple more things we're working on, but we don't have them finalized yet. Okay. But there could be a lot more events to come with him. But All yes. right. So John Daly's a big deal. I mean, uh, John is very popular. A lot of people love him. Um, he looks like Santa Claus at this time of the year. Um, looks like Santa Claus all year long, but tell us about how, uh, our listeners, your folks that you reach out to can be part of either event, either in March or August with John. Yeah. So the one in March and the one in August, we're allowing the fans of patrons, patrons, as we call them, uh, to, to have an experience with John, uh, the one that's coming up in Phoenix in March it's a two-day event. The first day, you're going to be able to have dinner and your meet and greet with John. You're going to get all your prize packages and, and have a good time with him. You're going to hang out with him for about five or six hours. And then the next day, we have a $10,000 skins game. Um, so he's going to host the dinner and host the evening. And then the next day, we're going to have a huge skin spot. Um, okay. And then, in, and then in March is going to be more of a, a different deal where he's actually going to play uh, in the evening time on Monday, those those days are unfortunately already sold out, which is an incredible. Wow. That, that tells you how uh, the much of the demand and how much people love this guy. Like ten months, you know, two. It took us two days to sell out one uh, two outings in one day. Gee. So, with that being said, we have him coming a second day. Uh, we we secured him to stay for two days. Uh, the second day is a four man uh, golf outing. And he's going to play a par three with every team that comes through. He's going to play the hole with you guys and do the meet and greet that way. 
Um, gotcha. There are team spots available for that one. Uh, so there are in March and August still. Um, and he's loving this. I, honestly, and he's putting out uh, – Jonah Hill is doing um, his movie. Uh, and I feel like in a year or two – uh, when this is trending and his movie comes out, you know, this is a good way to roll out the format of how, you know, to promote his movie. And that, yeah. that's the direction we're going. So how do people, if there was an availability, how would they find out about this or other events that are coming up? Yeah, it's very simple. You can visit our website, go to 517.golf and these are general admission ticket events. You can come out and walk and see John, so you can buy tickets for ten bucks, or you can pay the uh, the money to uh, to do the full blown experience, which is golf that day and have a good time and get a bunch of other free stuff. So, can you um, talk about yeah. the price? Yeah, uh, the the two different events are different. Um, the first one's a two man. It's twelve hundred bucks a team. It's six hundred bucks a guy. Gotcha. It is a little bit pricey, but for the experience we're going to roll out for you, it's not compared to you've probably played in some of these PGA programs where they charge $20,000 a team. Yep. Um, so we're trying to make it somewhat affordable. Uh, in the next event uh, in August, the four-man is $2,000 a team, so it's a little bit actually cheaper if you break it down. And a team uh, is two people, I, not four. four uh, yeah, the first one in March is a two-man. The second one in uh, August is a four-man. Okay, tournament. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So yep. can a single get in if they don't have a team? Yeah. If you want it, okay. we have plenty of people that we're pairing people up with. So okay. yeah, cool. single wants to get in and bring it on. All right. So, But there's a little twist with this thing with John Daly. You have a, a sponsor that you were telling me about on one of our golf outings that we, uh, that we went to. Um, and this one has a, a twist with a, uh, what's the word, um, cannabis? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... We all know that John is somewhat the bad boy of golf. Um, those of you who don't follow us, we're a little bit more edgy. We're fun. Uh, we do take things seriously when the time comes. Uh, but we love to have fun. And John is like the perfect guy for oh, our yeah. brand. Um, and I'll, and I'll be able to do this on the level we're doing it with, we have sponsors that are cannabis-friendly dispensaries. And we have gotten to the point to where, you know, we're booking three, four outings in two days without celebrities showing up. Right. Uh, people want to see this go public and they want to, we're pulling licensing. So a person that loves cannabis and golf can show up, walk, see John Daly, have fan interaction experiences with others because we'll have live art and other things out there. Uh, but you can purchase and smoke cannabis uh, legally on site. Um and it, it'll be the first official golf cannabis-friendly pro-am um, in the state of Michigan. And we're looking to roll that same format out to other, you know, legal-friendly states that allow us to do so. And uh, that'll be one where uh, everybody will want to see what the snacks are going to be. Brownies? <laughs> well, hey, listen, <laughs> there, there is going to be a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of thought put into the food truck alley, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah, best believe it's going to be a good time. All right, what what kind of drink goes with cannabis? You know, we're going to have, there are people that are going to show up that can drink, uh, and that's going to be sorted out to where, you know, we're going to have designated areas for certain things in certain time and places. Um, we have Good Boy Vodka, which is John's drink. 
that will be involved with both of those events in March and August. Gotcha. Um, so, and we have Gypsy Vodka as well, who's a Michigan-based company. And there's tons more. We're so far out. Uh, we're getting pe- emails, you know, from people every day that want to be a part of this thing. Um, so we're going to make it as big as possible. Uh, my goal is to be able to make it rival with a, a major golf event, you yeah. know, and have John Daly be the face of this. That's and as of right cool. now, you know, it's looking, it's looking like it could happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, two, three events with a, a John Daly and uh, you can add some others. What are some other events that you can talk about uh, from 517.golf uh, for next yeah. year? So we're not just cannabis-based friendly. We, I golf with a lot of the Michigan football players. Some of them are friends of mine. Some of them I've worked with and hooked up with gigs uh, now that they can sell their likeness rights. Um, so I have Braylon Edwards, which is a former wide receiver of Michigan, drafted by the Browns, played with the Jets and the 49ers. We're going to do an outing with him. It's like a Mason Blue type outing. I'm working on getting other players to be more involved with that, but I won't really know until more spring. Right. Um, but we'll have another charity picked out for that. Uh, charity picked out for that. Um, more so connected with the school, probably. Okay. Um, so yeah, we do a lot of. We help out with a lot of other general charities in the area. You know, Michigan mainly. Um, we donate like a hole in one challenge. So we send reps out to outings every weekend, give away stuff. Okay. Um, so we're very active in the golf community up here. Well, you're active also in the uh, a big uh, playoff for uh, uh, Division One schools. And uh, I think uh, your team, uh, Michigan, uh, is in that. Um, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a couple of good games coming up at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm hoping we could squeak by TCU. I would love a rematch with Georgia, but every Michigan fan would be lying to say that if we could get Ohio State again and beat them twice in one year, that would be the best Christmas present of all time. You mean playing for the national championship against Georgia or Ohio State wouldn't be? I would I would love to, yeah. to play either or, but right. I would re- line up Ohio State for us, please. Gotcha. Well, I hope I that doesn't happen because I happen to live in Georgia. I so, think Georgia's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Their favorite, I think, was 58% was the, was the line as of yesterday. We'll see. All right. Yeah. You've been in the golf business for a while. You'd like to have fun. You and I had a great time when we played together. Um, how and why uh, did you get into the golf business, and how did – 517 come about yeah uh long story short i didn't golf for like 13 14 years my grandfather um you know is the one that helped me he put a club in my hand and he got a little he got sick um five six years ago maybe and so we spent the whole summer golfing like every day and then when he passed i was just kind of like i kind of need this still so yeah i kind of just you know just my entrepreneurial spirit evolved you know as we went but i'm like i want to start a clothing line you know and so i started clothing and then you know whatever could keep me at the golf course was what i would work on you know and then it got to the point where i'm like well i need money so i sold cars for a while and then i put every dollar i had into it and then COVID happened and it was like it's honestly writing it was like writing a beautiful song. I know it was horrible and, and everybody there's a lot of bad things that came about, but 
in the golf business, it was like the greatest thing that's ever happened to the game. Yeah. Like everybody that has never golfed, there was new pe- more new people golfing now than ever. And it was just like the perfect time when I left my job and then I dove right in and then I've just made it work financially, figured out how to, you know, just build and build and build. Um, the hard part is when you're like not building money selling cars was nice because you could accelerate things right um but now we've just we've created something new with the cannabis golf outings Uh, other people have done it tried it not to the level that we're doing it um we're getting major sponsors that are able to like help us bring in these names and it it, it's felt like it's happened overnight but in reality it's this is our year five so we've definitely put in the time (laughs) well that's great i mean i'm I'm so happy for you because you deserve the success, but give our listeners the uh, website again so they can go to it and find out more. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Uh, it is www.517.golf. 517.golf. And saying www early in the morning <laughs> when it's three inches of snow outside is not easy. That's such a bad idea that you can say that before 9 o'clock without coffee. <laughs> hey, Tim. Thanks, man, for being with us. Uh, we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Yes, Rich. Thank you so much. It's really good to see you again. Brother. All right. Stay here. All right. Bye. Take care. Merry, Merry Christmas to you and your family, too. You too, sir. Have All a right. good day. All right. Tim Corser, 517.golf. Find out more about what's going on with John Daly a couple times next year, Phoenix and Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, Tim's a great guy. You can find out more about him uh, and what they're doing at 517.golf. Next up is author Bob Herrick. You might remember he wrote the uh, book, Tiger and Phil, and he talked to Phil just prior to the first LIV event, and we'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes. But if you're looking for new clubs, you might want to take a look at the Mizuno Irons, the 923s and 925s, and they're introducing new clubs uh, starting at the PGA show next year too. Uh, But they will help you reach beyond uh, the new drivers, the fairway metals, the hybrids. uh, They're all going to help your game improve. Try the new models of their putters as well, but check out everything at MizunoGolf.com. That's MizunoGolf.com. Reach beyond. This is Carter Collins, head men's golf coach at Georgia Southern University, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. Our next guest is Bob Herrick, author of Tiger and Phil. And good morning, Bob, and welcome back to the show. Glad to have you. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I know you're in Orlando because I'll be there uh, tomorrow uh, at the PNC Father-Son Tournament. Uh, So far, I mean, you've been there for a couple of days. You've watched the Pro-Ams. Who have you followed? Well, it's mostly been Tiger. Um, Tiger and his son, Charlie. You know, I think that's the reason I'm here. (laughs) Um, This this is a nice nice off-season event. Players love it. You know, they get to play with their families. Um, but uh, obviously when Tiger's involved, there's always going to be a little bit more, um, yeah. you know, hype and interest. And, uh, you know, we just don't get to see them that often. So we're going to take advantage of that. Yeah. Do you think that, the Bob, more people are there to uh, watch Charlie rather than Tiger? <laughs> yeah, I think there probably is a good number of people here to watch Charlie, you know. Um, cause he's, he's, uh, you know, he's got the same mannerisms as his dad and, and, uh, you know, the last two years that he's played in this, he's really been impressive. Yeah. 
and now he's had a growth spurt. You know, he's a lot bigger. And uh, so there's certainly a curiosity factor to see how well he performs. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, as I was watching the Pro-Am uh, yesterday, uh, he's built from the waist up kind of like his dad. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's got a little size now, and, you know, he's hitting it out there pretty good. And, uh, um, you know, the the other side of it is is, is uh, he's only 13. There's a long way to go. Um, in terms of what he wants to do with his life. And, uh, and I sort of hope people keep it in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big difference between being a really nice golfer and then, you know, doing this at a higher level. And I'm not sure where that's going to go, frankly. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, the press conferences that they have, I got a list of all of them, um, and I'm sure you went to many of them. Uh, was there one or two that kind of stood out from the others? And I'm sure Tiger and Charlie were one. Yeah, actually, Charlie was not there. So far, Tiger has not allowed him to speak, hmm. um, which which is probably fine. You know, um, you know, 13 years old. Um, it's it's uh, I get that, uh, and uh, it's it is a little odd if you're interviewing somebody that young. Um, but Padre Carrington was was in one of them the other day. He was really good, very very um, complimentary complimentary of, of Charlie, but also of Tiger. Body's seen a lot of good stuff when Tiger competed in the match last week. You know that he thought his game was 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 looking good, and if he could just get to a point where he can walk properly, feels he can still be competitive. Um, well, that was pretty strong. You know, I thought that was some pretty strong stuff. Uh, uh, and Jordan Spieth is playing for the first time. He's playing with his dad. Um, you know, so he's excited. I mean, Justin Thomas is back again. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, Lee Trevino's played in every one of these. Yes, uh, he has. Trevino yeah. is 83 years old now. So, um, he loves it. He plays with, uh, I, I don't know if he's played with the grandson or one of his sons this time. You know, sometimes these guys move it around. Right. But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just a unique idea for a tournament, and, uh, and the players love it because it's just unlike any other tournament they play. Well, I know Kuchar's got a, uh, three generations. He's got his dad carrying a bag. He's got uh, his other son carrying the bag for the one son. I mean, that's, that is kind of cool to have three generations there. No doubt. I mean, that's the whole family thing. And, uh, you know, they make a nice week of it with, uh, you know, at a, at a pretty nice resort and lots to do. So they, um, it's, uh, uh, and you know, look, they're getting paid for it too. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the match. Um, to be honest, I missed it. Um, and I'm wondering if those kind of events, um, no matter who's in it, um, has kind of run its course. Yeah, it's fair. I think fair to wonder. Um, to be honest with you, I would have thought the ratings would have been better because Tiger was involved. Yeah. It did okay. You know, it was fine. Um, I think the day after Thanksgiving might be better time frame than on a Saturday night. Um, so close to Christmas. You know, so close to the holidays. Yeah, don't disagree um, there. You know, the, the, the problem that I have with golf at this time of year is, 
is we it's going to start up again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then it never ends. It goes all the way through to now. There's yeah. a, there's an event almost every week. And um you know, people need a break from it. This is a time of year where people are out on weekends, they're going to parties, they're shopping, what have you. And so, you know, uh even though there wasn't much going against it, uh it was um it, it, it just was okay, you know, in yeah. terms of the ratings. Now, you know, I enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm. This is what I do. I, I follow these guys closely. I thought under the lights was a, was a neat idea um, that that they might um, try some more, especially maybe during a time of year when it, they could get more eyeballs. Um, I thought that was good. I love the twelve hole idea. Yeah, I think it's hard to sustain these for for. for and, and as it was, they only played 10 holes. Right. You right. know, so um, I think it's very hard to sustain these for, for an eight, you know, 18 holes. That's, a, you know, that's another hour and a half they would have been out. It just, it's too long for, for so few players. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, from that standpoint, I think they've, they're on to something. But you're right. If you do it too often, it loses its allure for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when I was younger watching the Skins games. You know, with Freddie Couples and Nicholas and Palmer. I mean, those were great because you know they were playing for an incredible amount of money uh, to make a putt. I mean, to win a hole. I mean, that was exciting. That was fun. Yeah, and that was a time too when there wasn't as much golf on the calendar. Yeah. Like the season yeah. kind of ended and. And then you had what, you know, they had these fun, what they called silly season events. Right. The Skins game was very popular, you know. But, you know, what they did was they did nine holes one day, and then they did nine holes the next. Right, right. You know, and it, was, it, it, was, it wasn't a long, drawn-out thing. It was just two days. Um, and, you know, the amount of money that they were playing for was, was big at the time, but over, as time went on, it wasn't that big. And, and then, you know, just like anything, too much of a good thing, it, it, it ended. Um, and so, and, and, you know, we have a lot of golf in the fall. Yeah. You know, just two weeks ago, Tigers tournament in the, in the Bahamas. You know, last weekend was the team event, the QBE. Right. Um, so it just seems like, you know, it, it's not like, it's not like we're dying for, to see golf. And that's, I think, you know, that's been an issue in the game. I, I think they need to give people a break from it. But I agree. Um, you know, my, my voice is, is a, in an echo chamber for that one because, you know, they don't seem to be slowing down with any of these events. Well, we've got quite a few PGA guys here at Sea Island, and uh, I can tell you, talking with some of those guys, I mean, they need breaks. Um, I was talking with one yesterday, and he said he was going to go to California to uh, duck hunt, and then he was going to come back and then go back out and, you know, play for five or six days and then go to Hawaii. But, you know, they need breaks, and there really isn't a break if you count what happens after the RSM Classic. There's really not a break. There's not, and, and that's why I think what they're doing this coming year and then going into the next year is a good idea, where the season actually is going to start Starting next year, it starts in January. Right. Um, but this year, it's going to end at the Tour Championship, and then the events after the Tour Championship are not going to be for the following season. They're going to be an, an opportunity for players to sort of maintain their status um, in, the, in the 
current season. So if you're a top player, you can take time off if you want. Right. You don't need to play on the PJ Tour. And frankly, that's the kind of golf that the, that that should be played that time of year. More the the insider golf. I mean, I'll be interested in it, but the casual fan has moved on to football. You know, it's, you know, and, and we've got the baseball playoffs in in, in October. Uh, you've got the NFL and college football starting up already. Um, it's really hard for golf to have a place that time of year. Yeah. But because they made the season begin in September, you're asking guys to play all year. If they don't play at all in the fall, they were going to get behind. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so now that's not going to be as much of an issue after after this season concludes. The, the 2024 season won't begin until January. And the events of this coming fall are going to be more for the guys who, you know, who are fighting to stay in the top 125 or right. you know, trying to maybe move up in the world rankings. You know, a guy like Rory or or JT, or you know, assuming that they, you know, speak, assuming that they take care of business uh, and and make it to the FedEx playoffs. Um, you know, they're they're not going to have to play in those events, and 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 that doesn't mean they can't. Right, but right. but they weren't. They're not going to feel the need to, and I think that'll be good because they can take some time off. Now, of course, we're going to have a Ryder Cup in September. Right. So you know there'll be that, and then but then October, November can be for them if they you know a guy like Rory's going to play in Europe. Some guys might do that, but in terms of PJ Tour golf, um, it'll be what it should be. It, it's still playing opportunities for guys, but it's not the be all end all. And you're not going to expect, you know, wide viewership or interest because there's too many competing things going on at that time of year. Well, and also, I mean, as you talked about this new year coming up next year, the top 70, some of those guys are going to play a couple of events after that for sure. Uh, Some of them may not. Uh, But the 71 through 200 are going to try and get into the top 125, which could be exciting. Um, to watch, um, but that'll be interesting because now the RSM Classic is going to be the final time that those guys can get into the top 125, so you're going to see some some battles going on there that we haven't seen before. Exactly. There's going to be, um, <coughs> you know, it's, it's instead of the Wyndham Championship, Right, which was the last event before the playoffs, right. the, the cutoff for the top 125. Whatever that last event is, it's been the RSM. I don't know that they've announced, right? But, but that looks to be, you know, what it's going to be. You know, I, you know, I, I don't think they're going to play nine events. I think they're going to play more like six or seven. So they they've got some juggling to do. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Does the CJ Cup come back? Is that going to stay in South Carolina? Um, are they, you know, what about the Japan event? Um, you know, so, uh, there's been some rumblings about Houston moving. Uh, but one way or the other, there's going to be six or seven events. RSM has been the last one of the calendar year. It would make sense to end there. Right. They can have a big, they can have a big field. More guys can get in right. you know, with the two courses. And, and so that's, a, that's good. I mean, you want, as many people to have an opportunity as possible. And, um, you know, listen, that's a good storyline too in golf. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, the, the ones that are fighting for their jobs, uh, you know, that's listen in, in premier league football, you know, soccer, the, the, the bottom 
teams making it and not getting relegated is, is a huge storyline in that sport. Yeah. And in golf, we, you know, it's not as big of a storyline. We focus more on the winners. But, you know, to the hardcore fan, that's a big deal. You know, and it means a lot to not have to go through Q school or go back to the Corn Ferry Tour or what right. have you. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it changes over the next couple of years. Um, but I totally agree with what we've been talking about. The golfers, all of them, they need some time off. They need some breaks without people saying, why aren't you playing? Uh, they need time to rest, to uh, to get their mind right, their bodies right, uh, you know, be with their families. No question. I think they need to give fans a chance to miss it. Yeah. It, you know, this, yeah. This, is why, this is why the NFL and, and college football are so popular, you know. Because um, they have a beginning and an end. It, and and they have a they have a build up yeah you know to to the start of it you can't wait for it to get going they you know obviously those sports would be physically very hard to play longer than they are but it's still you know baseball is a long long season but after the you know after we get into the new year baseball fans start looking forward to spring training yeah yeah so um, here we are talking about golf there's you know Tigers playing this weekend and literally in two weeks. <laughs> You know the new the new year begins and and the, and the, and, and uh, several of these guys will be in Hawaii for the uh, for the century for the you know for the first tournament the tournament of champions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's just it comes too quick sometimes with not enough time in between. Well, Bob, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Bob Herrick uh, right after this on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Did you know that you can check out the monthly specials created by the local elementary schools at CJ's Italian Restaurant? across from the Mallory Street Cafe on the island, and everything they make is made from scratch every morning, including their pizza doughs, their breads, their sauces, their dressings, toppings, meatballs, lasagna, and that list can go on and on and on. They're known for their deep dish, but their cauliflower and their thin crust are just as good. Mouth-watering as I talk about it, you got to check it all out at cjsitalianrestaurant.com. This is Scott Wolfis on the web.com tour. We're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. We're with Bob Herrick, author of Tiger and Phil. Uh, Bob, one of the big stories of golf uh, for this year um, has been the LIV Tour. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, it's been I'm, an incredibly disruptive time oh yeah. in the game. This oh, year. yeah. Um, you know, live golf has has really been, um, you know, I, I happen to think it's the story in golf yeah. uh, because because of just how much upheaval there has been. Yeah. I mean, you know, to, to think um, back a year ago, you know, it was barely on anybody's mind, if at all. Um, and we had guys like Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Sergio Garcia, Phil Mickelson. Yeah. You know, all competing in PGA Tour events, and now they're not. Yeah, you know because they've gone over to Live, and Live has played eight events, and um, you know they have plans in 2023 now for a 14 event schedule. You know they're 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 probably likely to to sign another player or two. Uh, you know maybe here after the first of the year, um, and depending who that is, that's you know that's just sort of another you know. Uh, sort of a shot to the tour because yeah. 
you know, no matter what you say about this, I think it's not great to have Cam Smith missing the Players Championship, which yeah. he won yeah. this year. I agree. You know, and and um, so, uh, believe me, there's all kinds of of issues on either side. I completely understand why people don't like it. Um, the Saudi funding is clearly a huge issue. Right. Um, that that they, you know, are going to always have to answer to. Frankly, you know, it's just I just don't ever see that going away. I mean, it might subside some, but the bottom line is we know where the money's coming from, and 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 even even those who compete in it probably would agree that that's not ideal. Right. You know. But they um, took the money. But it's here. It's launched. Right. It's been disruptive. They're very, very well funded. Um, I don't think they're going away. Yeah. They've got issues. Uh, they need world ranking points. Um, they, they really should have cuts. They should probably have a better system of access. They're very, very tied to their team concept, yeah. which looks like it's going to lock in the field, which I don't think is good, a good idea. Um, but... Um, you know that's what they seem to be sold on, and and uh, it's going to be very interesting now to see how this how this shakes out here going in next year. Do, do they get a TV deal of some kind to have better exposure? Um, do people start to watch? Do they care about the results? That's the thing I noticed this past year is, you know, we wrote about and talked about and covered all the noise, right? But we didn't we didn't really dive into the actual play all that much right a lot of people it's don't like, like they, yeah. they needed to become about the golf yeah a lot of people don't like the format they don't like the shotgun i mean everybody's there and then all of a sudden everybody's gone yeah i have to admit it takes a little getting used to i went to several of their events um you know everybody's finishing around the same time right they seem to think it's a good idea for the excitement level and for tv um you know in, in some ways it might be a better it, there, there's something to be said for a smaller window um, to capture everybody. Uh, you know, also a shorter day. You know, the fans who go to it know that when they're there, they'll get to see every player if they want to. Right. Um, there's some things like that that I think are okay. Like if, if there wasn't live and and the PGA Tour did some of this occasionally, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. You know, I think alternative formats in golf are good. Yes. But, I mean, is a, four, is a 14 tournament schedule and an entire league of it good? No. That's where, yeah. Yeah. you know, I think that's the, 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 the line that we're not quite sure if, if that's, if that's going to work or not. Right. I've got two questions for you before we, we've got to go. Do you think some of the players, despite the money, take the money out of it, or even with the money, do you think some of the players that went regret their decision to go to LIV? I, I gotta believe there's a couple that do. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the guys on the top end believe that. Um, I think they were good with their decisions. They were fine, especially the older guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, that you know, but I, I just wonder, and I have nothing, no reason to believe that he that he um, has regrets. But a guy like Joaquin Neiman, he's 24 years old. Right, right. You know, I mean, he just won the Genesis this year he won tigers tournament yeah you know he's 22 or 23 in the world um you know 
is is this going to if if he has trouble actually you know he's good he should be good for the majors this year, but if he has trouble accessing them beyond this, is he going to be happy with that call? Right. Um, right. You know that that's where you wonder. I mean, Are, even a guy like Cam Smith, yeah, still a very young yeah. guy, yeah. You know, um, uh, now got, he should be good in the majors for a while, hopefully. But, um, but I've got one more question for you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what do you sure, think no Phil's? Problem. What do you think Phil's legacy is now? We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, great question. Um, I guess there's a part of me that hopes it's not tarnished, that he's remembered for what he did and not for this. You know, it's yeah. sort of like, um, you know, I guess, do we remember Willie Mays or the old stars for, for what they did and not what they did at the end? Yeah. You know, because it's been a great career. But there's no doubt he's messed with his legacy by doing this. I agree with you. Bob, can't thank you enough for being with us. Uh, maybe we'll get together on Sunday. I appreciate your time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Bob Herrick, author of Tiger and Phil, thank you for listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. To the Back Nine Boys Golf Show with Rich Styles. Go to backnineboys.com for all things golf whenever you want it. We'll be back next week with an all-new Back Nine Boys at backnineboys.com.